We'll move on. The disciples didn't understand as they did not understand a lot of times. He said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And as I said, there's going to be a time when you're going to be in a worship service. The preaching is going on. And faith, the gift of faith, is going to be dropped into your heart. And whether it's for you or someone else, you're going to prophesy. You're going to speak it. You're going to begin to speak it because it's got to come out of here. You're going to speak it, and it's going to happen. Either in you or whoever you're speaking it for, it's going to happen. Now, if it's to, for somebody in this place, you need to speak it out so we can hear, and that person can be ministered to. But if it's for somebody not here, maybe a family member somewhere else, but the faith... The, do you all believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Do you understand that the gift of faith is beyond the saving faith? that you have. This is a deposit. This is a one-time supernatural endowment to believe beyond and above what is humanly possible. It's a gift. He just drops it into you. But if you don't manifest it, it lies dormant. It doesn't accomplish anything. How many understand what I'm talking about? This woman had a gift. She said, if I can touch it, I can be made whole. Now, there were a lot of other people around him thronging him and probably a lot of sick people Watch the gift of faith. Deposit for a particular thing, particular time, particular need. Manifest it. Let it operate in you. Speak it forth. Okay, now, go in peace and be freed from our suffering. We are supposed to alleviate suffering, amen? While Jesus was speaking, while he was talking to her, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? He fell at his feet and pleaded with him, said, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Now, this is the faith of a father. He believes if Jesus will come to his house, his daughter will be healed. And so they're on the way to the house, and that's when the woman touched him, and she was healed. Isn't it amazing <laughs> that, that, that God can, can work this way? I mean, you're headed in one direction, and while you're headed in that direction, God does something on the side. This is the sidebar. <laughs> Isn't this interesting? I love it. I love it. I'd rather minister with Jesus any time than the fighting fundies. Your daughter is dead, they said. Verse 36, ignoring what they said. <laughs> ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the inner circle. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? Now, let me insert a historical note here. In that day, in that culture, in that time, when you had a death in a family, if you had the means to hire them, you would hire professional mourners. Now, they didn't care anything about your sorrow or the person who died, they were performing a function. Now, you know where I can go with this, don't you? Do you want me to go there? I have seen some people wailing on the platform that were merely performing their function. They didn't care one iota for the people in the congregation. They were performing their function that they were paid to perform. And when they were done performing, they hit the trail. Well, you're going to get me off again. Let's don't go there.
Jesus saw a commotion with the people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead but sleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him, and he went in where the child was. Now look at this. He's <laughs> Maybe sometime we need to clear the house of the entertainers because who really needs their show? Where is the worship? Where is the worship? If the music is not worshipful, if it's not leading me to worship, listen, I can get better entertainment down at the local bar or any place. I don't need your entertainment. I need God. I need worship. If it ain't bringing worship, if it isn't causing worship, it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. If you want to display your wonderful gifts and talents and abilities to the pleasure of the crowd, there's Dollywood and many theaters and venues for you to operate in. I pastored it in Nevada. I'm sorry, I'm off. There's been a bunch of rabbits in here this morning and I've had to chase some of them and I apologize. But I pastored in Nevada for three years. And I'd have these guys call me up on the phone. Hey, Pastor, I'm so-and-so and I'm in town this weekend and I'm a born-again Christian and I, uh, I have a gig down here at the local casino on Saturday night and I was just wondering if maybe you could use me on Sunday morning in your church. I'd say, we would love to have you come and worship with us, brother, but I really do not need any specials tomorrow. I have heard Christian groups call it a gig, doing my thing. If that's what you're doing, you're doing it for the money and the approval and the applause of the crowd. You have your reward. But if you're doing it to the glory of God and to the worship of God, you have a great reward coming. A harvest of anointing.